energy, don't we? A couple things before I start preaching. The first is that Andrea is doing some great things here with our uh, youth, uh, both uh, uh, Andrea and Meredith are. And Andrea this morning had cupcakes and Sunny D, no, donuts and Sunny D for our uh, 10 to 12 year old tween sort of group. Uh, so 9.30 to 10 o'clock every Sunday, swing by the tween room and uh, your young one can get a donut and some orange juice and some good conversation with Andrea. That would be, um, I think, really neat. So the other thing is, um, I bought this little guy. I don't know if you can see. It's my little baby Yoda. Um, no, this was a gift actually from uh, Matt at Christmas time. And I have been looking for an excuse to put it out for a long time. So now I'm gonna just put it right here in honor of our Star Wars Mandalorian theme here. All right. Well, we all have creeds that we follow or that we feel bound by. Creeds are decisions we've made for ourselves. Decisions about how we will live and the things that we will do and the things that we won't do. For example, one of my creeds is to always be kind, which is really more of an aspiration because I know that I am not always kind 100% of the time. And maybe that's another mark of a creed. It's what we hope for. It's what we seek to be. And one of the dangers of holding on so tightly to a creed or a specific belief about really anything is that there will always be moments in our lives when those beliefs are challenged. The question that we start to ask ourselves in these moments is, is what I've held on to all these years really helpful right now? Is this belief helping me to be a better person, to live life the way I feel called to live it? But let's be clear from the start. I'm not saying that beliefs aren't important. You have to change all of your beliefs or you know, having a clear vision of what you believe isn't valuable. That's exactly what our colonial covenant is, right? It's a vision of who we are and what we want for one another. And throughout history, Creeds of what we believe have been a statement of what we hold to be important, both individually and together as a community of faith. This is a selection from the United Church of Christ Statement of Faith. God calls the worlds into being, creates humankind in the divine image, and sets before us the ways of life and death. God calls us into the church to accept the cost and joy of discipleship, to be servants in the service of the whole human family. God promises to all who trust in the gospel, gospel forgiveness of sins and fullness of grace, courage in the struggle for justice and peace, the presence of the Holy Spirit in trial and rejoicing, an eternal life in that kingdom which has no end. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto God. Amen. Over the past few weeks, we've been in a series about the Mandalorian. 
And it's been a good series, hopefully for all of you, definitely for the Star Wars nerds among you, myself included. In The Mandalorian, we encounter a warrior bound by his creed and his commitment to his people. Early in his mission, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, is focused on doing things that he's always been taught since he was a foundling or an orphan brought to Mandalore as a child. And this is highlighted for us in Din's unwavering decision as an adult not to remove his helmet under any circumstances. You do not cover your face. You are not Mandalorian. He's one of them. Thank you, Farrick. One of what? I am Bo-Katan of Clan Kreese. I was born on Mandalore and fought in the Purge. I am the last of my line. And you are a child of the Watch. The Watch? Children of the Watch are a cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society. Their goal was to reestablish the ancient way. There is only one way. The way of the Mandalore. There is only one way. The way of the Mandalore. That's a statement, a creed right there. A certainty that the Mandalorian is unwilling at least at this point in his life, to let go of in any way. Now, it's not hard to find parallels between the character of the Mandalorian and people in our own world, right? People who insist on their own way. People who are defined uh, by the rules that they follow, insisting that if you do not follow those rules, you're not one of them. And we see this a lot in Christian circles. If you don't do this or believe that, then you're not one of us. And yet, to to some people, Christianity is less about what one believes and more about what someone does. And this is highlighted for us throughout Scripture. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things they needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. It is our commitment to one another, our insistence on loving and caring for one another, and our willingness to live like Jesus that shows us the way of living Christians. After all, that's what the earliest followers of Jesus were called, the way. Theirs was a way of living differently, choosing people over prophets, love over loyalty to a ruler, choosing kindness over the kingdoms of this earth. Theirs was a way of community, 
Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, knew who he was. He was a bounty hunter. He knew the way of things in his life. He had a predictable life, a life rooted in what he had always known, and there was no reason for him to change. He would go on killing, doing his own thing, because there was no reason for him to do anything differently. That is, until Grogu came along. This baby Yoda child made everything different for Din Djarin because he showed him who he really was. He was really a caretaker, a parent, a man, a person capable of making his own decisions that would ensure the safety and well-being of another, a person capable of goodness, even if it was a complicated goodness. Remember Aaron's sermon a couple of weeks ago on weapons of violence. But I think we see the kind of person the Mandalorian truly is. When he is forced to do something, he swore he would never do. <clears throat> Din Djarin takes a risk. He risks his own life for the sake of another. Now that's not just good TV, right? That's great TV. That's the power of relationship, the power of connection, the power of the gospel that we come to hear about each week. Really, you don't need Disney Plus when you've got Colonial Church. You get the same message here on Sunday, right? Din Djarin begins to see his life in a new and a different way. Connecting with another becomes life-changing for him. And it can become life-changing for us, too. The Mandalorian chooses to risk perfect allegiance to his creed and his beliefs in order to do what is right for the people he cares about. And it makes me wonder what I'm ready to risk for the people in my life. Am I ready to risk swallowing my pride in order to repair a family relationship? Am I ready to forgive that person I swore I would never forgive? Am I ready to open my heart to new people and new experiences? Am I ready to expand my understanding of who and what God is and what God wants for my life? This is the way, my friends, to take risks, to question, to pray, to invite ourselves into something bigger than what we've always known, to see life in a new and exciting way, to be willing to challenge ourselves 
into a new way of being. This is the way to see the world with fresh eyes, to take off our helmets of stubbornness and pride and the way things have always been and to see our neighbors and our family and our friends and even strangers, especially strangers, to treat them with compassion and love. This is the way to repair the broken places of our cities and towns, to do away with oppression, to do away with pointing the finger at everyone and everything else, to work on behalf of the sick and the hungry, to do the work of building the reign of God right here, right now in Prairie Village. This is the way of following Jesus, of living boldly, of loving unceasingly, of of welcoming radically, of including all for the sake of a better world, a better life for all of us. And so, my friends, let us take off our helmets. Let us see one another face to face as human beings, as one family, as a people of God. Let us go that way, that boldness, that willingness to be something other than what we've always been, it's risky. But that's the risk that we must take for a better tomorrow. We must risk being vulnerable, being authentic, being truly present to all and for the sake, especially for the sake of the least of these among us, to be willing to love one another. So let's take a risk together, starting today. May God be with us as we go on our way. Amen.